Hi, I'm Jim Paolino, CEO of Lodestar Software Solutions and the host of Lodestar's Landing Leaders. On this podcast, we bring in thought leaders from across the real estate industry and occasionally outside of it to have conversations that are insightful, interesting, and impactful. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's Lodestar Landing Leaders. I have a very exciting guest, Josh Pitts, founder of Shred Media, which stands for Show Up, Hustle, Repeat Every Day. Hope I got that right. Um, absolute great follow in the industry from his podcast to what he's doing on social media. Uh, former loan officer who transitioned over to the media, the content side. This is going to be great, Josh, because we get to have a podcast about podcasts today. So we're going to we're going to get better in a hurry. So I hope you're ready for that. Absolutely. Let's go. So uh, to start, what what got you into this industry? What got you to shred and you know what's kept you there? You know, I've been in the mortgage industry. Actually, before I even get into that, Jim, I want to thank you. Super excited to be here. Super proud of you. All that you're doing here. You're one of the leaders. You're one of the people that like, I've been talking about doing podcasts and, and things like this for so long and you've taken it to heart. So first kudos to you, to your team, like mm. huge shout out to you guys. Mm. Um, I got started with this. I've been in, like I said, I've been in the mortgage industry for a long time. A lot of people know my background. I'm still a licensed originator, um, but I don't, I don't originate anymore. I owned a mortgage company for years. I just have so much love and so much compassion and so much passion for the industry in particular. And I got into the media space. You know, it's funny because I say media um, space a couple of years ago and I found a shred media mm-hmm. and I just said, you know what I want, I want to continue to help people when it comes to doing things like this, when it comes to getting attention and when it comes to getting mm-hmm. like creating impact in other people's lives, because well, a lot of times when we think about what I talk about a lot, creating content. When I come, when it comes to like putting out social posts, sometimes we can get overwhelmed. And with, especially with all the noise that happens in our world, really being that we're an attention impact network, I talk a lot about don't make noise, make an impact. That's mm-hmm. why each and every one of us is here is because we have the opportunity to impact people's lives through social media. And so I, when I got into it, it was just like, Hey, you know what? Nobody's kind of, there was, you had some great people and people from mentors of mine, like Ryan Hills, at resource TV. You have Frank and Brian Garay, like those guys, like I, was, I watched them from afar. Rob Chrisman. And I'm just like, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm of the younger generation. No, no offense. Those guys, those guys have been like, they were the masters. Yeah. They're the ones I learned from, but I'm like, there's nobody else kind of on the younger side doing it. So I'm like, Hey, let's mm-hmm. just start out. Let's, let's go. Let's talk to great people like yourself. Let's interview great originators who are in the trenches, making it happen. And uh, shred mm-hmm. media was born. And now, like I said, we're, we're very fortunate to be the number one attention impact network in all, you know, mortgage and real estate, which is super fun. And we just continue mm-hmm. to grow and, and get to have great conversations with incredible people like you, Jim. Yeah. So, so when you see other people getting started with their content, especially over the last year where, you know, the preliminary way of contact of getting in front of people in the industry was conferences got taken away from us. Um, Where do, how many people come to you of, Hey, I want to do this. Don't know where to start. You know, how many people kind of get started, but then it fits and spurts. Like, what is that process like for a lot of folks? You know, honestly, Jim, it's one of those things for me that I wish there were Mm. so many more. Like there, we, we've had a lot, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the people who like our clients who we work with are usually larger entities. Yeah. I love helping the, like the individual LO or loan officer originator yeah. realtor when they come to us saying, Hey, can you help me? Absolutely. All day long. A lot of people ask too. They're like, Josh, why don't you have a course? Why don't you have something out? I just, I want to try to give back to an industry that has helped me. Like that's yeah. literally provided such a, a great life and lifestyle for me and mm-hmm. my family. So when it's individuals, we really, I'm like, Hey, you know, call me, let's do a, let's do a 15, yeah. 20 minute. I'd love to walk you through it. Um, but when it comes to like working with with big entities and companies, um, it's still, it's to this day, I wish there were more. I wish that, like mm-hmm. I said, when I gave you kudos and a shout out, it's cool to see what you're doing because 
you in time are as well are like you're inspiring people like you're inspiring you and i are kind of the you know the the ones leading the way and kind of paving the trail for mm -hmm. other companies for other entities to start doing this but honestly to your to to your question here jim i thought for sure during the pandemic, I thought when people were, you know, were at home, mm -hmm. I thought we would see this like plethora. I thought we'd see this uptick in content and people putting out social yeah. posts. In fact, it was the opposite. We actually saw a decline, which I was <laughs> like, I'm like, what is like now's a now it couldn't be a better time than ever to start putting out content to start doing things like this. And people again, it was a banner year, interest rates were low companies were busy but that's when they should be have been in front of people like really been reaching out been doing a podcast been doing a show mm -hmm. been at least doing something to really connect with their audience and we didn't see it so mm -hmm. i mean to answer your question i i really we saw a downturn and again what some of the things that we do on our, our data and analytics side of, of shred media we actually scour we we spend a lot of time on social media mm -hmm. and we actually have numbers backing up like we saw a decline in actual engagement when it not mm -hmm. not of not let me take that back not engagement of posts but of people actually posting content of right. companies individuals and i'm just like huh i wonder if it's just too busy or do they all have like zoom fatigue do they all have yeah. you know fatigue of just being out there but that wasn't the case because we actually saw numbers especially people in our industry they were on social media more than ever so they just weren't posting so mm -hmm. interesting trend for sure yeah and when you see those large companies come in and want to get started with content and you said you wish more would, what do you think's keeping them back from doing that? Oh, I'm going to get real right here, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm probably going to offend some people, but I, I will try. I'll do my best not to what's what holds them back. Yeah. The, the wrong mindset, Jim. Like yeah. that's what it is, is I have, we work with marketing departments and we have, here's the problem. And again, I hope some CMOs and I hope marketing teams hear this because when one of the first things is, as a marketing department, if you ask, Hey, Hey Josh, or Hey shred, Hey Jim, what's the ROI of social media? Yeah. You, you missed it. Like, Everybody's about ROI. That's our industry though, Jim. It's like ROI. Mm -hmm. We have to be ROI positive. We have to be ROI centric. Right. There's so much opportunity to impact people's life. You can't think of social media as just like an ROI. Like yeah. you, you missed it. You have to be putting out, you have to be doing things like this that are actually going to impact the industry. How are you as a company, as an entity, changing people, impacting the lives of the people in the industry. If mm -hmm. you look at social media in that way, you could care less what the ROI is, to be honest, because you know that if you're even changing or impacting the just a few lives, those people are going to be loyal to you forever and ever and ever and ever. And that ROI is like, that is, that's limitless. Mm -hmm. So that's probably, I mean, that's a really good, I love that, Jim, because that's the biggest yeah. mistake I see companies making in particular. There's, mm -hmm. That's the thing that's holding them back too. Plus a lot of them, and I'll, I'll say this too, a lot of your mid-level management and executives, they're scared. They do have yeah. a fear. And a lot of people can't do this, which again, that's why with our platform, we love kind of giving them like, hey, let us help you. Let's help you start. Let us help you kind of get things underway. And then you can take it and roll with it. So, Well, how many people do you have? And I went through this. If they don't want to necessarily put themselves out there, right? right. You know, they're they're reluctant to do that. They're reluctant to get in front of camera. They're reluctant to do these things. For um, sure. For me, I was like that. I was, I've been asked by some of my marketing folks to do this podcast for years. And it was finally around COVID that I did, mainly because I desperately missed talking to people in the industry. <laughs> uh, but I also came to the realization that if me putting my face and myself out there helps the brand, that helps everyone at the company. So there let me go. just do that. 
Um, I know from, from looking at your content, um, you're a big consumer of Gary V and Gary V related content. And I know a big thing that he said when I, when I basically don't want to energize and not drink coffee, I listen to Gary V for about five minutes. I, <laughs> nice. I, I really recommend that. But, um, and he always says, do what you're comfortable with, right. Whether it be, exactly. whether it be camera, whether it be for me, it's conversations, whether it be writing, whether it be visual content. So how much do you see people trying to do that where, you know, find their core competency and go from there? You know, I still don't see enough. And that's again, why we love work when companies reach out yeah. to us and say, Hey, you know, we, can you help us at least get started? Yeah. A lot of people, they just need that little extra push. And right. again, maybe they don't, maybe they're not as brave as you, which again, like I mentioned, you, Jim, you're one of the, like the people who like said, you know what, this isn't a comfort, uh, comfortable thing for me, but I'm going to push through and do it anyway. And yeah. again, like you said, look at the lives that you're impacting. Look at now, look, the other people that you're inspiring. If more leaders saw that opportunity right now, our industry, like we would absolutely we, we would be in such a different place. And it would be, again, things are exciting. But if we saw leaders in particular of companies saying, just like you did, Jim, like, mm-hmm. hey, if I can inspire the, if I can, you know, rally the troops behind around what I'm doing, man, it would be an exciting yeah. time. But again, that's why I love when companies reach out to us and say, hey, we just need that help. Like, just help us get started. Mm-hmm. And then, but what's sad too, sometimes we get these clients that we'll work with them, you know, six, eight, 12 months. And then they're like, we've got them in this great place. I'm like, hey, like the ball's rolling. Now you guys just got to keep going with it. And then as soon as they like, one month, they don't do it. And I'm like, no, like you had all this great momentum. Like you had everything. And then you got to keep, when it comes to this, when it comes to Mm -hmm. what you and I are doing, literally it's cliche. It sounds super, super simple, but consistency and continuing to do it month after month, even if you're doing just one show a month or one a week, whatever it is, you just have to keep doing it. If you build up all this momentum and then all of a sudden you miss one, your audience was like, well, I guess they're done. And like you, then you lost them. Someone was telling me, I think like half of the podcasts that started don't make it to seven episodes. Yep. I think it's, it's, I think it's 75% is what it is. It's it's a huge number Mm -hmm. that, which again is, it's cool to see people starting, but I, and I've asked a lot of people because I've, we've had, again, companies reach out like, oh, we tried it, it didn't work. And I said, well, you know, why didn't it work? And it was like, well, we just didn't have the time. Okay. Well, you know, time is something you can probably, again, you can bring somebody in, you can work with a company like Shredder, you can, you can find the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, it's interesting when we hear the companies who are just like, well, we didn't have anything to talk about. And I'm like, what? Like, if you don't have enough to talk about, like, you are absolutely, there's so much in this industry to talk about. So if that's, if that's, what's holding you back, like mm-hmm. that should not be the, or and like you said, if it's the fear, if you're a leader in your industry and that's, what's holding you back, you, you need to change that mind. Like you have to change. Well, how many people, you know, you get, you post that first podcast, right? Um, 10 views, 12 views, something like that. How do you work through that, especially in the beginning? Because I, I think that's where a lot of folks start. And I'm sure you went through some version of that with Shred a couple of years yeah. ago when you were starting out. Yeah, dude, this is, uh, I'm so glad you asked this question because yeah. this this is truly an ego thing. This is mm. most most of the executive. And again, I actually had, a, I, I won't say names. I had a really cool conversation with an executive that, I mean, is, I would say almost, Everybody knows who this executive is, but when he reached out to me, he just said, Hey, Josh, like my biggest fear is that I only get two views on one of my videos. And, um, and he's like, this is a true fear. And again, this is an executive of a multi-billion dollar company. I'm like, 
I was like, dude, like, really? Like all the things that you've accomplished, you're worried about two views. Like he's like, I, I fear that nobody will watch it. I'm like, you got to get over that. Like that is just, yeah. here's the, the facts of social media is that's going, going to happen. Like, right. and, but you've got to, you've got to be willing to step up as the leader who you truly are. If you are a leader, then you yeah. have to be able to accept that reject, which is not again, social media. We all start at zero. You have to work your way up from zero and just continue to climb. And I, and I told him, I'm like, dude, you have to start. Like two views is awesome. What if one of those two views, one of those people yeah. saw that video and you changed their life? Like that's the, forget about the views in the very beginning. And that's what, when companies say, well, how many views are we going to get? Does it matter? Like how many views yeah. are you getting now? What if you only get 10 views, but eight of the 10 people who saw it decided that, wow, like this company really means something. What they're talking, mm -hmm. this message that they're portraying, this story that they're telling resonates with them. Views don't mm -hmm. matter anymore, ladies and gentlemen. If you think that views matter, you again, yeah. you're missing it. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's- the, um, and the thing that I kind of told myself and only about half the people I talked to actually agree with this is I feel like the fact I'm doing a podcast is more important than how many people listen to it. 100%. So the fact that you put that content out there, because it's more about, I've, I've had employees, um, you know, someone who produces this podcast, Elena, who's been fantastic. She came on as an employee seeing our blog, seeing our newsletter, because she goes, this is the type of company that cares about this stuff. Yeah. So, it's not just about getting clients, right? It's about no. that thought leadership. It's about, you know, helping recruit people. It's, there's just so much momentum that comes with it, but it, it takes a while. And what things, how do you measure that impact early on in the first five episodes with, with someone starting out? Or you just say, Hey, do it for a year. And then we talk like, how, it's, it's just that. It's yeah. like human capital is the number one most underrated thing in our industry. Like, uh -huh. and I truly like, and human impact, like what yeah. are you doing as an organization to impact the lives of those around you? Yeah. Like that's, it, it, there is no measurable impact. Like you can't go right. back and say like our first episodes, we impacted X amount of lives. You do it because you truly yeah. care. And you know that there will come a time where it's just like, uh, like you said, I get your yeah. newsletter. I follow you guys because again, what I see is like, it's different. It's impact. Yeah. Most are what you guys are doing. I'm like, man, they, they care about us as an industry. They care about the people. Yeah. That's what creating content is all about. That's what doing a podcast. That's what doing, you know, a blog or a vlog, whatever it may be. That's what it's out. And again, you can't go back and say, well, I'm, we're going to try 10 episodes and if we're going to go back and we're going to analyze yeah. it. And after those 10 episodes, if we don't have the impact or the ROI mm -hmm. that we were expecting, yeah. we're going to stop. You and I, how many, I mean, you started during the pandemic. I've at this yeah. point done hundreds and hundreds of shows. Have some of those shows hit like really, really hard? Absolutely. Have some of those missed? I still have podcasts to this day that maybe only get, you know, 30 or 40 downloads. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Like, cool. But again, what if the, of those 30 downloads, what if only two people listen to that download mm -hmm. and they're just like, wow, that inspired me. Yeah. What if they became the next gym? Like, what if they are the ones who started, went and started their next podcast and they started on their journey of impacting other people's lives. That's just it. We don't think through that. We just mm -hmm. think as an industry, as a mortgage, as a real estate industry, we just think it's always about numbers. And if it's like, again, if it's not increasing yeah. the bottom line, we have to, you and I, but that's, that's our journey that you and I are on. We're changing that mindset. We're changing like, Hey, Forget about the, the the numbers. Forget about the 30 views. Forget right. about the 10,000 views that you're going for and think about the lives that you're impacting. If you look mm -hmm. at it in that way, it changes the entire perspective mm -hmm. and you're going to go on this journey with us. So for you getting started, was there a moment where, you know, you had mentioned 
only having a few views to start. Was there a moment where you feel like the switch was flipped or like a turning point or something like that? Or did, was it just an overtime slow progression? Like what things point out as uh, pop out as turning points? No, there was a, there was definitely a couple of turning points, but it was a gradual thing. Like there was yeah. definitely something and people also, they're like, well, of course you're, you know, you're so different. Like that's why people listen to you. You're the guy who wears a shirt, a t-shirt, a hat and has like a, a cool, but like, that's what, that's what made you like, that's what gave you, or that's what, made you and i'm like that's what made me like no i was just me like that's yeah. just it like yeah. the biggest turning point for me honestly jim is when i when i said and some of you guys know this story when i finally threw everything to win and i went to an inman uh an inman connect event in new york mm -hmm. about like if you've ever been to inman connect new york you know it's like a black tie affair everybody's in there yeah. you know three-piece suits and mm -hmm. i showed up in a t-shirt and a hat like, and I, and again, this, the video went viral. This guy came up to me, we were shooting content. This guy came up to me and said, who the hell do you think you are? You disrespectful. Like, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, dude, I'm yeah. just me. You can be you. That's cool. Like, that's yeah. like, I'm glad that you are. The turning point for me and everything was when I realized I could just be me. And, and, and I started just talking as me. That's when I really started to see our, again, if you will, our views, our engagement mm -hmm. start to tick up. That's when we kind of started to, to see things yeah. go in that direction is when I realized that I could be Josh Pitts. I didn't have to like, I didn't have to appeal to a certain audience. I didn't have to appeal to originators or yeah. executives. I was just going to talk about the things that I, I could, I love talking about. I enjoy right. talking about. That's when my content, I just saw an uptick. And yeah. again, I've done a review of some of my very first videos and mm -hmm. you could see I was, I was super uncomfortable. Yeah. I was trying to do interviews to, you know, appease certain people. But when I just said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do the content that I really want. That was the biggest turning point for me. And like I said, did it, was it all of a sudden that I went from, you know, 50 views to 10,000 views? No, like it, it went from 50 views to a hundred views to 200 views. And then it, then it went up from there. And again, that's to me, that was like, awesome. I remember the day, like, honestly, Jim, I remember when my, when my, one of my first videos got a hundred views, I was like, I made it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I got it. Hundred yeah. views, don't worry about it. And that, and again, that was just a starting yeah. point. Then the next one, twenty, right, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I definitely, definitely see that. Um, and I think it's so important the point of doing what you, being yourself, and having conversations that are genuine, be, because you're gonna, it's gonna feel fun. It's, it's oh, yeah. going to, you're going to like doing it. Like people ask about. Um, even my business partner about, hey, how successful has this been? How many views? What is happening? I'm like, I just look forward to recording these every week. And I think for right now, that's that's enough. Like that's because you're going to keep on doing it. And if it feels like it's a chore every time you do it, um, you're you're going to burn out. See, and that's the hardest part though, Jim, because so many uh, partners, executives, yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are scared because they have other people on their board. Or they say, well, you're doing this podcast. Yeah. Like, is it really like, is it a good use of your time? Yes, it is. Right. Because again, this is like, this is building yeah. what we talk. We always say this is a relationship industry. This is how we build relationships, especially right. now, like you mentioned, because we're not going to conferences. This is how people are consuming content. Yeah. Like this is how people, people are listening. Like, and, and that's just it too, is, is when I hear somebody say, well, you only got, you know, you only got a couple hundred views on that one. Like, did that one flop? No, no, that didn't to me. Because again, uh, a couple hundred people viewed it. That's great. And I, I don't know who it actually impacted. So I, I love that you bring that up because mm -hmm. I think sometimes that's a, that's the other going back to that question you asked earlier is what holds people back. Sometimes it's their team. Sometimes it's the people around them, like mm -hmm. just putting into their head, like, 
Oh, was well, that really, you know, is that really ROI positive of your time as, as a, as a CEO or as a CMO or whoever it is like, of course it is mm. like, it really is. And you just have to, you have to be the one to push through that barrier for your team and show them like lead from the front. Yeah. Well, there's a, a well-known phrase in marketing that you half of your marketing dollars are useless, but you don't know which half. How do you exactly. think of that? How do you, no. how do you, is that true? How do you approach that at Shred? I would say 80% is useless. <laughs> like literally like it's, it's like 80, yeah. it's the 80, 20 rule, man. It's yeah. the 80% is absolutely mm-hmm. useless. And the 20% is what's really hitting home. And, but that's it is, and it goes back to the old style of thinking too, Jim is like 80, like mm-hmm. big marketing companies, you know, 80% of the spend used to be to actually get the ad, like you, the Super Bowl commercial or what, yeah. like they would be spending so much money to get, you know, on the front yeah. page in the newspaper or on the right television. And then, you know, the other 20% was actually to create the content to actually, you yeah. know, create that commercial when in my mind, it should be the opposite. Like, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, 80% of your budget, 80% should be allocated to the content creation, doing mm-hmm. something like this, working with somebody who can actually make it happen. And then 20% should be really allocated to the, Hey, I'm going to go do an ad on LinkedIn. I'm going to go do an ad on Instagram. I'm mm-hmm. going to go, you know, wh- put it wherever and wherever you want the, the traditional in our industry right now, yeah. it should be flip-flopped. And I think the thing you do really well that I'm slowly working on is once you have that podcast, let's take clips of it, right? Let's yeah, let's uh, slice and dice all of this content and put it across so many other mediums and so many other uh, social media uh, outlets are just in different places. And that's, yeah. you know, once you have that content, there's a lot of things that you can do to kind of reuse that and leverage that because 100%. ultimately the time commitment, especially if you have a good, a good producer, someone who knows someone like I'm very fortunate to do, um, it's not that much. It's you, you're having a conversation and how many calls as an executive do you just have with people to, you know, explore business or talk about something or catch up or anything like that. So yeah, exactly. uh, And I couldn't agree more with you, like creating this. And I stole this from Gary Vaynerchuk, creating pillar content. So this, you and I, what what we're doing right now is pillar content. Mm -hmm. We're having a great discussion, but there, I I already can like, it's funny because you probably see me, like I'm making little notes in here, like, oh, you know, during this conversation, this was a great talking point during it with Jim Mm -hmm. going in now, creating micro content to share. Like that's, I, we are seeing more and more micro content hitting really, really well with an audience than anything. Again, Mm -hmm. We'll probably, you'll probably have some really good listeners on this podcast or views on this podcast, but most of them will probably like, they'll jump around. And so yeah, creating yeah. that micro content from pillar content, I think that's, mm-hmm. and Jim, I'm going to, I know you have a team, but if, if they can't send this to me and my team, I'm going to create some good clips for you and I, cause they're, yeah. you know, this is cool. Like there's been some points during this that I'm like, yeah, two minute segment of this, like, oh, people are really, people will listen for two minutes. Sometimes they don't have 30 minutes to listen to an entire podcast. No, absolutely. And um, when I was, I was on Shred a few months ago at this point, that was a turning point for me of, hey, I can do this podcast. This is fun. I, I could do one of these every week. So I got to definitely got to thank you for that. So uh, hopefully so this can get micro clipped as well. Absolutely. But yeah. that's just the thing is yeah. like, you mm-hmm. never know. And yeah. then you get one more person doing it. And I'm sure right. you, Jim, you've inspired somebody. I'm sure somebody's like, well, Jim can do yeah. it. I'm going to go do it in my life yeah. as well. I'm going to go out and do that. And then that's what we continue to see yeah. spread. And here's one thing. I actually had a conversation with an executive the other day. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, Josh, what if there's 10,000 podcasts just in the mortgage space? Number one, that's never going to happen. Right. Never. But let's just, let's just yeah. say it did. How amazing would that be for our industry? Like there's yeah. 10,000 mortgage podcasts. That means the consumer, that means, that means they're like, 
everybody's aware of our industry. And like, it's not just some of your going back to the ad dollars. It's yeah. not just, and I don't, you know, it's not just the quickens and the rockets and those people who are just throwing money at it, who are in front of that audience. It's all of us. It's individuals. And mm-hmm. it's those 10,000 people, you know, there's a couple hundred thousand originators in this industry. Even if there's 10,000 of them. Yeah. Awesome. That means they're doing a phenomenal job and they're, they're educating the clients, educating the consumer. Mm-hmm. That, that's my take on it. I think what I've seen so far too is one of the other podcasts I went on early on was Licking on Lending. Um, and generally people who have podcasts want more podcasts in the industry. Like, they want like, you've been so supportive. David was so supportive. So I feel that way. If someone is you know starting a podcast, I don't think you're taking views from me. I don't care. No. And I think this is a concept that um, next time we talk, I want to explore more is the idea of co-opertition right? Which Ooh. is so much in the industry. So we're, we're going to save that for the next time we talk. I but, say that we got to come yeah. back to that one of these times. Yeah. Cause I, I love that conversation. And honestly, a huge yeah. shout out to David Lickin, man. He's, yeah. he's one of those pioneers. He's one of the yeah. guys that inspired me too. I'm right there with right. you. And he has a style that works for him really well. And I think yep. it's important to do that. And my one um, thing too, with our past conversation is like, there are ways to make it easy on yourself too. Yeah. And I don't think I'm giving away the secret sauce here, but I have um, one of a segment on this podcast, it's called America's Next Top Home Buyer. So we just go in and we talk to a home buyer about their home buying experience, about what they did, learn about the process. Cause for you know people who are vendors like myself, um, it's so easy to lose that perspective. So easy. The other reason I did it is I can just ask my friends to come on my podcast anytime someone <laughs> buys a house. So it's super easy to get guests. Anytime someone says, hey, I just closed on a house. Okay, we're talking this week. It's great. My wife was my first guest. So it's just, it's also like you can make it easier on yourself, but also do things that work. So man, that's I, my, that my, everybody giving away the secret sauce here, but. I was going to say, everybody who just heard that, if you like have been wondering and like struggling, well, again, I can't create content. I don't know. Take Jim's idea right Right. there. And what, imagine the value again. I I talked about this on a show yesterday, real quick, Jim Mm -hmm. is I talked about this on a show yesterday. Everybody's making this transition from refinance to purchase right now. If you really want to shine with like a real estate group or a brokerage, do a podcast with them. Say, Hey, you know, let's, let's bring on your recent home buyer and let's talk through the experience. Like that is value (laughs) for your real estate agent. That's value for your client. Like that. And that's amazing content. Talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like Mm -hmm. some of the things that I'm seeing going viral right now are those type of conversations. So Jim, you just, you gave away the secret sauce, brother. I I think it's going to be okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, another great thing and reason I do that is because one of the things I like about the industry is everyone has something to say about it because everyone needs a place to live. So there's just always a perspective, um, which makes it easy to talk about. So you get the content together, you have your views, you have everything going on. Next step, where do you put it? How do, how many people come to you and say, Hey, Josh, there's this TikTok thing. uh, And I really think I should be the first mortgage (laughs) company on it. Like how do you have people approach then the avenues that they're putting that content out? Yeah. I tell them wherever they're comfortable. Like I literally mm-hmm. like, I, we have a lot of people asking us about clubhouse, TikTok. Yeah. uh, you know, hi ho just came out. Like people are, most people haven't even heard of hi ho, but not. like, yeah. see, I'm an early adopter. Like that's something we do. We look at these platforms and we say, okay, first and foremost, if you're a big entity, like where are you spending the most time as an organization? Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with LinkedIn, which most companies are like, yeah. Hey, let's stay on LinkedIn. Let's create content on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. So I tell, I, I tell companies that until you're able to absolutely like master LinkedIn, we're not even thinking about TikTok. Like, because again, you're already overwhelmed with just trying to post on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Why would you try to go to a completely different platform? They're like, well, there's opportunity there. There's opportunity on LinkedIn. In my opinion, LinkedIn still has some of the most organic reach of all social platforms 
period, mm-hmm. bar none. Yeah. Like TikTok is great as well. But that's the problem with our industry, Jim, is we chase the shiny object. We're always mm-hmm. at the SOS syndrome. I call it SOS syndrome. We're always yeah. going after the next shiny object syndrome. Like we're always going to like, oh, TikTok, oh, Clubhouse, oh, going here, going yeah. there. And then when companies reach out to me, they're like, hey, we want to start a TikTok campaign. I'm like, okay, so how's your Facebook campaign going? They're like, oh, not very well. Okay, how's your LinkedIn campaign going? Oh, not very well. And I'm like, then why in the hell are you going to try and go on TikTok? Like, yeah. that's a whole thing. Like, do you have somebody like, do you have somebody lined up who can like create TikTok videos? Well, no, we just, we just know that that's where everybody's attention is. You're wrong. You're well, dead also, wrong. whose attention is on TikTok too? Like, are you trying to get 14 to 18 year olds um, right. to buy a house? Probably not. Right. No. So like you have to, I think, think of the audience on those platforms as uh, do- well. Brilliant. And so yeah. a perfect example is, of this is the mortgage guy. If you don't follow the mortgage guy on TikTok, he does a fantastic mm-hmm. job. I had him on the show, but that's just it. The problem with companies sometimes is they see mm-hmm. this new shiny object. And they're like, oh, well, you know, originators are there. His mm-hmm. audience is the home buyer, the young home buyer, yeah. like you mentioned, Jim, and he's doing a great job with it. Most originators are not getting on there to watch, yeah. you know, a company like, oh, well, yeah, of course. Now I'm going to go send my business to ABC more or to, to ABC, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That's not it. They're going on LinkedIn for that stuff. They're going on Facebook mm-hmm. still for that stuff. Plus, and I'll tell you, you want me to share a secret? That's where the majority of our industry is hanging out right now. They're hanging mm-hmm. out on LinkedIn, on Facebook, yeah. YouTube, and Insta. Those are the four. You shouldn't even, if you're a company yeah. trying to target our industry, TikTok is mm-hmm. not it. Like it, And yeah. I personally, Jim, I don't think it will ever be it. Like straight what, up. Uh- you left out Twitter. Is that something that people- Twitter's dead, man. Twitter yeah. is so dead. Like mm-hmm. people, you, you can argue, you send me a yeah. message. We can argue this all day. Twitter's Trump and whether you love him or hate him, like yeah. that organization made, made Twitter. And in our industry in particular, I honestly yeah. think what, I don't know if you use it, but the most people I talk about, you have some of these companies using like, oh, Twitter, like Twitter is like, we're so- no, like Twitter's gone. Twitter's absolutely move on. Like go to YouTube, go to Facebook, go to LinkedIn, focus on, focus on that. And you'll get way more reach, way more ROI, if you will. No, for me, it's, it's LinkedIn. Um, I don't even check Facebook anymore. Instagram I like, but it's more of entertaining content. Yep. Um, But you can still do um, the broke agent. I don't know if you know of that. Absolutely. Hilarious. And it's just really funny real estate memes. Most that have to do with drinking, but it's it's just, <laughs> it's just a really entertaining thing. And also that would not work on LinkedIn, right? No. But it works really well on Instagram. So I think it's it's important to to keep that in mind. See, and we know that organization. We've we talk to them quite frequently, and they're one of those. They know they've again, yeah. they've nailed it. They've mastered Instagram. They do really, right. really well on it. They, and they haven't. They tried doing LinkedIn. I don't know if you've ever heard the story, but they actually tried doing LinkedIn and it failed like yeah. horribly. It did not do well on LinkedIn. So they, they again they know what they're really, really good at. Yeah. If organizations take that as a perfect example, like find what you're really good at, find that voice. Is it entertaining? Is it educational? Like what yeah. is your target audience? And then run on that platform. Yeah. And that's what we're starting to think of, of what things would work on Instagram that are different than the more formal, you know, yeah. LinkedIn type content. So for sure. Um, wrapping up here, you've been super generous with your time. Um, if you could have one podcast guest, past, present, future, whoever it is, who would it be? Man, I, when you, when you asked me this, when I, I've mm-hmm. been thinking about it and there's a lot, there's literally so many people yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it'd be fun to have like Elon Musk or like, mm-hmm. this, like this person or that person. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, if there was, if there was one person, probably more than anything, and I know this, this is going to kind of maybe sound cliche or sound Mm -hmm. like, I honestly think it would be cool uh, to have George Washington. Like, I know Mm -hmm. it was like, Oh, first president, like I, and maybe it's just because I'm watching a series on Netflix right now. And I don't watch a ton. Like I don't have a ton of, but like, 
him as a like a general and him as like a founding father of the country. Yeah. And again, some people may argue this point, but just understanding his mindset of everything that was against him, like holy cow, yeah. like you literally had an entire country, like just literally trying to physically destroy you. What type of mental fortitude did it take? to continue to push through that. Like, and again, uh, and there's a lot of controversy about what type of man he actually was, but again, to be not, I mean, the first president, a founding father of our country, yeah. there's a lot of things like I could ask him so many questions, but my main question for him would be like, how did you have the mental fortitude to push through it? Like oh, that I'm president nerd. So that's, that's awesome. I, um, even I think the things that you don't, don't realize is that when he was president, he had to recreate everything from scratch. Exactly. I was reading a book about presidents. Cause like I said, like was obsessed as a kid. I memorized all the presidents when I was little. Um, there was a thing when they started to have state dinners at, um, Oh, I guess the version of the white house. Then he had notes for everyone. Um, because he thought that when there were bottles of wine at the table, they were cluttering the table and not looking formal and professional enough. So he invented basically like a wine cooler on wheels. Like he what? was like sending notes of like, no, what we need is like basically like a cooler on wheels that we can put in the side. So that way all the wine's there and it's not as messy for the like French ambassador who's coming in or something like that. And like, this is like, that's the type of stuff he's thinking about on top of all of the big things of that. So like, it's just funny to see like the, the things you would not never, never really think of. So. Well, and that's just it is how many things like, like little things like that. See, I've never heard that. I've heard other yeah. stories too. Like some of the things that he kind of brainstormed and again, found like starting off, there's mm -hmm. so many things they had to reinvent. And like, like to me, that's who I'd love to have on a podcast. Yeah. That would be so cool just to sit down with him. The other yeah. one for me, and I, I've had a chance to talk to him, but I'd love to have on the show is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. He's one of those guys. He's one of the reasons I started my podcast. So mm -hmm. it's, I would love to talk, actually have him on the show. He's super controversial, but yeah. he's, he's also a really deep thinker. There's some things again, if you've ever listened to his podcast, plus, I mean, the fact that he was able to, he just showed, and this is for all you listening, if you've considered whatever is holding you back from starting a podcast yeah. or whatever, Joe Rogan just sold his podcast for a hundred million dollars. Like he is the pioneer of what is possible yeah. with podcasting. Yeah. And if that yeah. isn't a, go ahead. Sorry, love him or hate him. You know who he is for the most yes. part. And I'm not in my head of like, absolutely. Like not only was he the guy who like, wasn't that good of a man show host, but now he's been a great podcast <laughs> host. Right? So, it's so yeah. true. So true. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. Um, thanks so much for your time. Um, last thing, um, what's, what's on coming up for rise and tread. What do people have to look forward to over the yeah. next year and beyond? Over the next year with, with Shred, we're continuing to, like I said, really helping, like I started out, being an attention impact net, network, we really want, this discussion is a perfect example. Yeah. We want to help companies. We want to help individuals. We want to help them push through those barriers that's holding them back. Mm -hmm. And again, not just make noise, but start making an impact. Yeah. That's what that's what creating content, that's what doing a podcast is all about. And, and like I said, big things to come. We continue to grow some of the events that we're looking forward to this fall where we actually can start traveling again, going to different mm -hmm. events. Uh, but the biggest thing is like, just continue to watch. A lot of people have kind of put us as the underdog when they compare us to traditional media or PR mm -hmm. and marketing, but that's just it. Jim, you know me, I'm, I'm all about being the underdog. And when I'm, when I'm, when somebody puts me in the cage, like, I'm like, let's go. Like, so hey, I have a picture of Rocky behind me. I, 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 I'm I absolutely in the same boat. Yeah. I love that. I, when I first saw that picture, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's, I mean, you are those, we're those fighters. Yeah. Put me in, put me in mm -hmm. the corner, man. We're, we're coming out swinging.
Yeah, I, I, I feel more comfortable when someone's saying, oh, this isn't going to work. You're crazy. I'm like, oh, good. People are rooting against me. That's exactly. like just like good. Like I'm doing something right. As you say, when you, the more haters you have, the more successful you will be. Like, yeah. I mean, again, bring him up. I love him or hate him. Trump had more haters than anybody and became president of the United States. Let's just say that. Like, so, but if you, if I've got haters, bring it on. Like I, I love when people doubt and, and not from like a, an egotistical point of like, Hey, I want to just prove them wrong. It's just, it's just like, I must be doing something right because yeah. Yeah, no such thing as bad press. Not sure if that's completely true. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know either. People keep saying yeah. that, but I, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on, Jeff. Look, looking forward to continuing the conversation. My pleasure, man. You're Have awesome. Thanks. Later. Cool. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'd also love to hear from you in our comments or at lendingleaders at lfsoftwaresolutions.com. A very special thanks to Elena Gardner and Brian Rieger, who help produce our episodes each week. See you next time.